This is Creepy and Geeky. Welcome to Creepy and Geeky. I'm your host, Robert, and today's guest is Lindsay Haddon. She's a professional Hello. motion graphics designer and a friend from Twitter. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. I, I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm excited. Um, we we uh, On this episode, we are talking about the Quentin Tarantino movies, um, Jackie Brown, and one that he wrote but didn't direct, which is uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, it's, it's, it's an actually, odd combination, but... <laughs> Go ahead. No, well, I was going to say, it's, it's actually really interesting that we're, we're taking a look at that one he wrote but didn't direct, and then the other one he didn't write but directed. Exactly. Know, yeah. yeah, I thought it was a nice, I thought it was a nice little uh, a tweak uh, on both yeah. of those as well. Uh, so uh, uh, let's go ahead and start with uh, let's go ahead and start with From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, yeah. That came out yeah. the uh, that came out in 1996, a year before uh, Jackie Brown did. Uh, and uh, as we mentioned, he wrote this one but didn't direct it. His friend Robert Rodriguez directed it, and he co-stars in this one as uh, one of the Gecko Brothers. Yes. Uh, let's Along with uh, George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And he plays. Um, Oh, one of the just like I mean uh, I love Tarantino he's a cool dude uh, you know but like the character of uh, of Richie Gecko is just such a like creep it's great oh he's disgusting he's <laughs> he just, really oh, is oh man he just it, it's so vile it's like the whole time you're just like you're skeezed out by him and you're like yeah. this is a character you wanted to play like this <laughs> does not make you look good as a person man <laughs> but it's, luckily you know, you know regular people I, can take it as, you know, take it as actual acting so mm-hmm. and he does a good job with it you know, people, yeah he really does people, people kind of like shit on his acting but he's actually really good so, yeah I, I've always thought of him as, as kind of subtle uh, you know in, in, in the right way if that right. makes sense but. yeah yeah, this one, this one's a, this one's a really fun movie because we get it. It starts out as, a, as a crime drama, you know, which is what we're used to with Quentin Tarantino stuff at this point. Because up till this point, he'd directed Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, and had written uh, two other movies that had come out, which were uh, True Romance and Natural Born Killers, all revolving around crime. So if you don't know anything about this movie going into it, you're just like you're set up for. A crime drama mm-hmm. uh, going on two guys uh, on the run from a bank robbery uh, no an escape attempt mm-hmm. no a bank robbery also At, yeah um, I was going to say they the one breaks the other out of prison or jail or something they, like that and then they right. hold up a bank to get and they're trying to get to Mexico <laughs> right and they're killing a bunch of people along the way and you know then when they get to Mexico about halfway through the movie it turns on a dime and becomes oh yeah takes a, a hard left turn heart. yeah <laughs> which is great like it's like when you watch this movie if you don't know anything about it, even if you do know stuff about it it's a great movie because you, it's it really two is. different movies mashed into one 
Well, it's it's so funny because the very first, um, you know, because I was I was relatively young when this came out, you know, in in cinema. Uh, when when this came out, my folks went to go see it, and they were under the impression when they went to go see it that that's exactly what it what it was going to be. It was just a crime drama, and then uh, <laughs> I remember very. Uh, uh, very specific. I've got specific memories of my mother just like coming back like disgusted, <laughs> Cause, you know, because it's it's a gory. The second half is oh, very it's gory. Very gory. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> no, it's it's so good. I mean, the, the whole movie is like, it's just even the crime stuff up front is like really good. You're you're just not. Yeah. It's it's George Clooney What's, is early in his like super fame. Um, oh yeah, he's been working yeah. for a while, but by the time he makes uh, From Dust Till Dawn, he'd been on ER for two years, which is what really catapulted him to fame. And I, he'd and, done some some other kind of corny horror films just prior yeah. to that, hadn't he? Right, uh, just Killer he Tomatoes. Return, I think to the, was one Return of, of the Killer Tomatoes or something yep. like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he'd been on sitcoms uh, mostly up until that point. Uh, he's yeah. actually what's funny about um, his him being on the TV show ER is there's actually an earlier sitcom called ER um, but in that one it's uh, stylized as E slash R and he plays a role in that one too he plays a doctor in that so it's funny that later on he turns around and becomes a doctor on another show called ER he's Uh, he's, that's his alternate universe version of exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's wild man yeah, so he had done a whole bunch of weird stuff up till that point, mostly doing uh, you know, uh, roles in sitcoms and stuff, and then he hit ER, and that was finally the thing that broke him out. And then this yeah. was this was one of his earliest uh, big movie roles after that, and yeah. it's it's definitely he doesn't he doesn't seem to take these kind of like funky roles anymore. Um, yeah. You know, as he's gotten older and he's gotten more safe about what he does, um, not that I his, not that what I he's doing is bad or anything, but because he's no, done lots no. of good stuff, but he doesn't I, do this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the weirdest, maybe that he's done, and I feel like this is still kind of old comparatively, is um, the Men Who Stare at Goats. I remember that one being kind of mm, weird, but yeah, yeah. yeah, nowhere near as weird as as, as from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's um. So let's see. So and I think by this point, um, so Robert Rodriguez had, I think had had Desperado come out the year before. I think Desperado comes out in '95. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. And so he's coming off a high of Desperado. Um, Tarantino's coming off the high of Pulp Fiction, and so they're they're coming off two really good successful movies, and they collaborate to make this crazy nutball movie. Um, and what's interesting about this one too, though, is it's not Quentin Tarantino writes the script, but it says in the credits, that it's a story by, um, um, it's Robert, Robert Kurtz. Um, it's one of the guys from K and B effects. Um, Oh really? Yeah. Cause they did the, they did the effects work for it. Um, yeah. Oh, Robert Kurtzman. Great. Yeah. Sorry. Robert Kurtzman. Um, who has, um, he's, he, he's the one who came up with the story, but, uh, Tarantino wrote the script. So it's, it's interesting in that way too, that 
this was a seems to be a truly collaborative uh, movie between Tarantino, Kurtzman, and uh, Rodriguez. Yeah, uh, so. and it, it's it's just the right balance of what is in in my mind horror elements. Uh, they kind of like come together and kind of balance it out really yeah. well. You know, because yeah. it, it it could have been. Something like this, I feel like with with that many quote unquote cooks in the kitchen, right, could yeah. have been a disaster. <laughs> like maybe a cult classic disaster, and it kind of yeah. is a cult classic anyway. But like it's, right. I feel like it's way better than it might have ever had a right to be, considering oh, for sure. how funky the concept is. You know? Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, I think what's telling too is that this movie ended up having two sequels to it that were I, not as well received, and so. And I, did they I also? Think I think they made a series too, or they tried to like. They did. They yeah. did make a. I think it's a two-season series, and that was on a network that Rodriguez had a hand in, which was El Rey. Oh, nice. Okay. But, okay. Uh, yeah. So he had his own whole network going on, and had a had a series on there. Uh, I have only been able to watch a couple of episodes of it, so I can't speak to the quality of it. But I had seen at least the first sequel to this movie. And it is just not up to the same level. Um, ah, what what they what they captured with this movie is 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 like you said with so many people, it was the right mixture of people to make mm-hmm. it work. So and just between everybody behind the camera and everybody in front of the camera, uh, it was it was, a, it was a really good mix. Yeah, and I I think what what I like best about it is that. You have kind of uh, the 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 first chunk is uh, a very kind of realistic, gritty horror that you know uh, two guys going around causing havoc. Uh, you know, one of them's a real slime ball, the other is just kind of very cold and calculating and and ruthless. I mean, they're both pretty ruthless. So you've got that that you know this the starting element of hey, this could potentially really happen. And then it just goes in the other direction. The second half of of over the top, like monstrous, gory horror. Right. Like, you don't see a lot of gore in the beginning, except for, I mean, like if you count maybe Richie's hand, but like they're blowing people up and lighting people on fire and like d- killing women, and you don't really see a lot of it. But then yeah. when they start with the vampires, you you see everything. <laughs> so, well, and that is interesting because in the very beginning we do, you know. Uh, Seth goes off to go meet with the people or go make a phone call and go meet or whatever and go talk to the people he needs to talk to about getting down to Mexico and he leaves the woman that they've taken hostage from the bank robbery with Richie and Richie, you're already seeing that Richie's kind of gross and weird and when he gets back she's been she's been killed by Richie and, but they only do little flashes of the gore in the bedroom and yeah. you're just supposed to react off of George Clooney's face, right? In his reaction, and so it's it's very telling that they they hold back from that gore, but then go full on into it once you get to the uh, yeah. In the, the vampire, vampire world, we get you know we're yeah. seeing people's heads get pulled off and people getting you know right. clocked with with limbs and, and stuff, and it's great. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. No, it's yeah. it's and and it's fun too because uh, you get to see uh, you know the the effects are really great in there. Yeah, 
as I mentioned, they're by K and B effects at the time. And uh, who'd done quite a bit of good stuff. They actually worked on uh, some of the effects for Evil Dead 2. Um, oh, a nice. lot of other great horror movies. And, um, but not only that, but you get an effects master in there in Tom Savini being one mm-hmm. of the uh, actors. Yep. Yeah, Sex Machine. So, uh, which is a great role. It's so good. It, yeah, like for how for how little he's actually in it, he's very yeah. impactful, and it's oh, yeah. and it's great because when he actually does, you know, I spoiler, he winds up yeah. one of the vampires. Yeah, uh, it, he he turns into like this giant, hideous like nine foot tall rat, and it's rat monster. Yeah, yeah, rats. It's like hey, all right, if you're gonna if you're gonna have him in here, and you're gonna you know make him be a vampire. He's gonna be a a, a terrifying animalistic vampire, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. Like, uh, and that, and that's one of the things that I, I also want to talk about too was the, um, the, the, the inconsistencies with, um, the kind of the the vampirism in this movie. Um, oh yeah. Because it's wildly inconsistent. You oh yeah. Get, so. In this one, it's more of an infection. It's more of actually kind of like how people get turned into zombies, um, yep. it, rather than your typical vampirism, where you have to kind of share blood and that's how you become a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, you get turned. You get turned by any kind of bite. Uh, a couple of people get bit on the arm, and then that's how they get turned. And um, some get turned really fast. Yeah. Um, sex machine takes a little bit, but is pretty pretty quick. Um, but Harvey Keitel lasts a couple of scenes. Harvey, Ke- yeah, Harvey Keitel lasts a good long while, yep. and that's where I was coming into it too because he was talking like they get back into the back room, and he's like, "Okay, well, I've got under an hour before I turn." I'm like, "You should be turning right now." Yeah, like everybody else <laughs> turned really fast. Like, what's well, making I- you so good that you can't? You're not going to turn your faith in God, like you know? Is yeah. that like, you know? So it was interesting to see that like that weird like inconsistency with the lore uh yeah they're just kind of making stuff up on the go well it's it 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 it, it's it was nice to sort of see not a fully original take on on vampirism but something that was like very organic feeling in that you know, uh, you had these different, like, takes on the creatures that a vampire could become, right? You had the rat, and you, right. or you had Selma Hayek kind of, like, taking on uh, sort of a reptilian, a like reptilian, a snake-like look. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I love the fact that they don't they don't bleed red. They, they bleed green, you green, know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, just, like, gross. And, and I think they even make a point of, like, explaining, like, oh, these their bodies are, like, really, like, easy to like pierce and stuff they're like paper thin or whatever yeah, yeah. you know it's uh but yeah, yeah. funny too um uh, I do know uh, yeah. go ahead oh, go ahead no go ahead <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I do, I do have one, um, I, in, in, you know, I, I watched the film and then I just like a, a smidgen of research just so I could be a, yeah. a, a an okay, like an acceptable guest. <laughs> um, but I, I found out that, uh, Selma Hayek, um, who's, uh, this was kind of like a breakout role for her. Um, yes. 
you know, and that it, it definitely sort of cemented her as as a, like a bona fide sex symbol. Um, you know, if she wasn't already, she definitely was after this. But um, she took the role kind of as a way to basically pay rent. And she didn't know when she read the script that she would be dancing with a snake. She just thought she would be, you know, doing like a little dance. Um, and so when she got there, uh, she had to admit that she's terrified of snakes she has snake phobia um oh, wow. and so she had to kind of like she had like a day or two to get over it um and i guess she did that by doing as much as much research as she could on snakes uh right. to kind of like hey they're not monsters they're just animals they're they're they've got like you know people have worshipped snakes throughout time and so on and so forth so um i just thought that was really neat to 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 sort of learn that she was able to kind of conquer her fear, especially when she's playing a character that is is itself sort of you know so frightening, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, so that's funny. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I know. I think um, you know this would have been her, I believe, second collaboration with Robert Rodriguez at the time because they previously done Desperado together. Yep. So. So really uh, early on for her. That's that's kind of the that's kind of the other thing about the first half of the film. I feel like it could, could maybe almost be in 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 universe, right? That's kind of what everybody does nowadays. Yeah. They sort of you know in universe with a movie like that, with like Desperado or like Perdita Durango. Like it's that same sort of like gritty but kind of off the wall neo western crime right. thriller. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's um, yeah, the first one. I mean, other than the very opening scene, uh, where the the you know, Benny's world of liquor or whatever explodes, yeah. like, for like explodes way too much, but it's hilarious. <laughs> but I mean, beyond that, the whole first part of the movie doesn't seem to be over the top at all. You're going for a more gritty, more you know, more normal feel of a movie, mm-hmm. yeah, and. Whereas in that second half, it just goes completely off the rails, wild yeah. and crazy. Um, and it's, and it's just, it, go ahead. It's well, I was gonna say it's very, uh, it's very kind of enthralling just from like an audience perspective because obviously the, the whole, the whole first half of this movie sets up these two guys as as being very frightening and very dangerous, and then suddenly you get to see them put in a position where the tables have turned, right? Like suddenly. Yeah they're facing things that are even more evil and dangerous than they are, you know, and, and very otherworldly and reality has kind of been, I think Seth even says a couple of times, like, I don't believe in vampires, but clearly we're fighting vampires right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he reacts, he reacts. I don't believe in vampires, everybody. but I believe in what I see. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's funny too. And going back to what you were saying about like the different, in the vampires and like that that um, some of the interesting stuff about it I always find it funny too when I watch this and you're watching the uh, the band in the beginning um, yep. they're just playing they just seem like a normal band but once everybody shifts and they're all vampires the the, the band is all vampires but now mm-hmm. all their instruments are body parts yeah and it just that cracks me up that like suddenly they're just playing like there's a guitar that's like made of a human torso yep and uh 
It's great. And that's that's what's great about it too is the effects. I mean, they went into such weird detail like that that that's a, we're like, okay, we're gonna make a we're gonna make the band still play music, but they're gonna be playing body part instruments now. Mm-hmm. So that 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 cracked me up. I remember watching this um, probably when it came out. I'm pretty sure I did. I remember getting the script for it. Um, there was a oh wow store where I lived at in uh, uh, back when I uh, lived in Albuquerque. And uh, they, uh, they they sold posters and scripts and little movie kits and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah, and so I had, I think I had the script before the movie even came out. Um, and the script was somewhat different. Um, it wasn't, it, I mean, it doesn't deviate wildly uh, from what I can remember, but you know, there, there were things different but I, unfortunately my memory is trash so I can't remember it but I do remember having the script for a while uh, a little while before the movie got made I'd, I, that would definitely be something to, to be able to read and, and compare and kind of figure out yeah I, have to I imagine, wish I still had it I've I got to imagine that, that in the script it probably wasn't as it didn't get real specific about you know Hey, this vampire looks like this, or hey, the you know, yeah. like you said, those little details. Yeah, um, I think that, like a lot of that stuff, I think you know, you know, from just watching making of stuff, and everything, a lot of that stuff comes up later on in the movie making process, especially by the uh, uh, the effects guys. They come up with stuff, and they're like, "Hey, what about this?" Yeah. So and the director's like, "Sure, it works." <laughs> but yeah, it's um. And this has got such a great cast. I mean, we've already mentioned George Clooney and, and, and Quentin Tarantino, Salma Hayek. But we also have uh, Harvey Keitel. Um, yep. Julia Who Lewis. does... I freaking love Harvey Keitel on this because he... Oh, he's so understated compared to, like, his normal... Like, the other well, stuff I've seen him in. It's great because even in... This, yeah, exactly. Even in the scenes where he is being intimidated, you can still tell that he's kind of in control, that it, he's he's in control enough to both be intimidating in the scene and be intimidated, which is like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. He's got some strength inside of him, but you can see that there's still fear in his eyes, which is really good acting. You know, you don't, you know, it's hard to show that kind of fear in your eyes. uh, Yeah. From an acting perspective, from stuff I've seen. So it's, it's really cool. And you mentioned, um, Juliet Lewis, and I couldn't, I couldn't tell you how old she was in this film. Um, she, she looks, she looks like seventeen, eighteen. I'm, presumably, yeah. she was older, but she does a terrific job in in this movie. Yeah, she really I, does. I, she does. Uh, and see, I'm not a big Juliette Lewis fan. Um, she, she's okay, <laughs> but I can give or take her for the most part. And it's hmm. really dependent on the roles. Um, I really don't like. Um, natural born killers and so it just she rubs me the wrong way in that movie but in this one she's she's again she's more understated it's not as crazy i guess um yeah and uh so it's 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 definitely a, an interesting role for her because she's playing more of a meek character yeah against, she's got against her typical type i guess like everybody in this even 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 some some of the you know the background characters like Danny Trejo is uh, one of the Danny Trejo man yeah um, yeah they all have a like uh, 
a, a really cool range. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody's able to, you know. But, uh, and then, uh, uh, Cheech Marin is in Cheech this. Cheech Marin, I think. yeah, yeah, three different of, roles in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's what cracked me up was you know he's a he's a frequent uh, collaborator with uh, Robert Rodriguez, yeah. and so uh, he, he was uh, with the uh, the border border. Uh, yep, the border, border patrol guy. Patrol guy, yeah, <laughs> border patrol guy. The uh, the announcer. At the Ugh. Kitty Twister Bar, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, Carlos the, at the very end. Yeah, the so, contact. Just gonna try yeah. to give him safe haven. So it's it's and, funny uh, to see him popping up in three different roles. Yeah, and you know it it it, it it's so funny because uh, there are two there are two instances where the vampires basically tell tell the brothers and their hostages, you know, who are trying to come in to to wait for their contact like get lost Mm -hmm. we don't want you in here they give them like two shots to turn around and leave and they which is hilarious to me that is hilarious uh, (laughs) yeah it is very funny that they would even turn people away yeah and then and then unfortunately for them they did not take Mm. that warning (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no yeah Cheech Marin yeah uh, Danny Trejo I think if there's anybody else I mean we got Fred um Fred Williamson as a mm-hmm. who I'm I'm trying to think has he been in any other Tarantino films? I don't think. I think so. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, but there are um, there are moments of, the, of recognizability yeah. <laughs> for me that I'm trying to like point on. Yeah, he, he I know he's been in I think one of the most recent things he was in BFW. But uh, yeah, he's been he was he's he's a genre legend. He's been in a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a great cast. You get the you know you get Fred Williamson and Tom Savini in these little minor roles. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the guy who Tom Savini steals steals the beer from is uh, Greg Nicotero from also from KB. Oh wow! Um, wow, that's great. Yeah. I, even now, just just talking about it, even though I, I watched it like, like maybe two or three days ago, I was like, you're making me want to rewatch it again. Right. <laughs> just like to spot everybody, you know. Yeah, it's 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 a fun movie. It's yeah, yeah, Greg Nicotero. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's it's a fun movie. It's it's you can't take it seriously at all. You got to just go in knowing that it's a it's a it's a goofy fun movie yeah you just gotta give yourself over to especially in the second half yeah where just everything goes nuts yep um, it's but, fun uh, oh yeah it's just a fun movie <laughs> yep it's, it's it's there's go into it enjoy it um and, and it and it, it it's a great mixture of Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez together you get the good writing you get the good direction all, everything's you, know, you get some classics on both sides, classic scenes like you know, the, the kind of stuff that Robert Rodriguez likes to do, uh, camera work wise. Yeah, it's so. it, it's interesting that you say that because the, I mean, obviously, when we get the shift between, I guess you could almost call them separate stories, right? That that kind right. of interconnect. Uh, 
the yeah the direction gets real wild like suddenly there's all these quick camera moves and Mm -hmm. and uh crazy angles and things like that so it's you know even he has a a a nice range that you you gotta get to see uh and that that you can kind of sort of um you can kind of see a little of later on like if you watch like some of spy kids movies or you know (laughs) the sort of scene here yeah. <laughs> oh, those Spy Kids movies. Funny. Uh, my kids love those to death when they were growing up. So. They're so fun, though. They really are. They are. They are fun. <laughs> they're, they're, they're goofy. They're, they're, it's, it's so funny, the dichotomy of Robert Rodriguez's work. You get the goofy kids movies that are you know, very much for kids, and mm-hmm. you get his you know, Mexico trilogy and his Sin City work and and everything and it's just like it's so, and machete and it's so different from <laughs> I love the machete movies they're so funny. yeah um but they're so different from each other and that's what's great about you know some directors that they can straddle those lines very well yeah look like they're still enjoying all of the work they do on, on yeah on, on it on all of them so it's, I I would almost say that even if you, if you know if you were to go into this movie and not really like it, at the very least, you have a good jumping-off point for you know his films, and then also Tarant- yeah. you know Tarantino's projects. Like you can, exactly. it, it'll make you want to like. Okay, all right. What have what else have these people done that maybe isn't <laughs> quite as as bizarre? <laughs> you know. Well, and this is also this is also a good a a good way to um that that leads into their work on grindhouse Uh, yeah so they 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 did from dust till dawn which is very kind of grindhousey movie as well you know you get the you know get the crime crime thriller kind of stuff in the beginning and you get the vampire stuff it's like two movies combined in one and that's kind of what they did with grindhouse later on and they just expanded it into two full-length movies uh, later so i i do think that from Dust Till Dawn, in, in a way, is a is a is a nice experiment for them to get to that grindhouse later. Yeah, and I, you know, I again, I'd have to look it up because I I couldn't tell you what came, which came first. Would it have been From Dust Till Dawn or Interview with the Vampire? But like, I, I, I feel like the '90s was sort of like a little bit of a a reemergence of, of vampires. Oh, yeah. There were sort of and 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 not in the Twilight way, <laughs> like in the you yeah. know. Uh, you know, like we had, you know, we had Bram Stoker's Dracula, and, and like I yeah. said, an interview with the vampire and all that. So uh, I think yeah, it seemed every every couple of years we got something because uh, Bram Stoker's was ninety two, um, uh, interview with the vampire was ninety four, and then oh wow, Dust Till Dawn was ninety six. Yeah, so, so it was sort of I mean, like I'm sure it, there were other vampire movies in between, but those were like some of the big ones. Yeah, but they were, you know, the, a lot of the other big ones were very dark and brooding and very serious so yeah yeah, exactly so it's nice to kind of have at least at the time i imagine it must have been quite nice to have like an option of like oh let's just let's just go see something wacky (laughs) yeah yeah let's just go see something fun you know vampires Mm -hmm. you know tearing people apart (laughs) and i think i think at one point one of the like when they're discussing like okay what do we know from movies about vampires yes. um i think like peter christian gets mentioned like oh yeah he's always like putting yeah, two yeah, sticks yeah. together and that's how you can yeah. like ward them off <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny 
Yeah, no. So it's good that they like they they recognize, and that's one of the things too. Is like I always I, I, it always weirds me out when I watch a movie, and they don't know what a creature is. Like they're like, well, what is this? like a what is, what is it? What is a vampire? Like nobody knows what a vampire is. Like there's never been vampires in pop culture. It happens mm-hmm. more in zombie things. I've noticed. Yeah. Like they they. People don't know what a zombie is. They don't know how to kill zombies or whatever. And, like only one guy. Well, it's really to funny know. that you that you're talking about zombie films and like that happening because like it just made me think of uh, there's like a specific scene in Shaun of the Dead where he goes to call him. He actually says like zombies and he gets like yeah. smacked in the head or something. Don't don't like, use don't the, the Z, Z word. word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that and that's great. I love when like people can actually reference things and you know yeah. what they are and. A lot better like stuff like a uh, fright night or uh, oh yeah the there you boys. go they those actually have they know what vampires are they know how to kill them you yeah. know and i like when they subvert those tropes too where if yes you know how to kill them but they maybe the lore isn't quite correct so that something doesn't actually hurt them i like that a little bit more where the lore is just mm-hmm. kind of wrong um but people still know what a damn vampire is and so <laughs> It was like even with this one, they there's like, well, what do we know about vampires? Like, does anyone yeah. know anything that's not just from a movie? You know, so <laughs> has, <laughs> has anybody actually read a book on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You mean like a time life book? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, some, there's great. some really memorable lines in that movie. Oh yeah. No, it's 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 a great it's a great movie. It's a, it's so fun and just. Um. And, and great performances, like we said, like George Clooney, I think, knocks it out of the park uh, really well. You know, he's, he's at that time, he's playing kind of a, like a, you know, a good guy, sort of. I mean, his character on ER was um, kind of complicated, but not super complicated. But this is just a, a reprehensible guy. He's got some good qualities, but, you know, he's still a bad guy. He still kills people. He still yeah. robs banks. Still but, protecting his sleazeball brother. Yeah, um, he's and <laughs> he's very clever. He's very adaptable. Um, yes. Yeah, he's able to improvise like on on a dime, which is which is cool to see. You know, in that in that sort of professional thief kind of way, just as a character. But it's also really nice to to pair, like you said, with. Uh, with his brother who is very impulsive and and right. you know just never quite know what he's gonna he's kind of unpredictable <laughs> exactly um did you have anything else you wanted to mention about that? um oh well, yeah i i would say that uh you know even if you're not a vampire fan um uh, you know or, or 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 even a you know a big fan of of Tarantino or or Rodriguez i would say it's probably you know it's a good idea to at least watch from dust till dawn once to say you know yeah. not just to say oh i've seen it but to sort of get an idea of how you can blend genres how you can kind of um play around with an audience you know an audience's perception of a specific genre how you can kind of like um reinvent it or, or how much to reinvent it so it's, exactly. it's definitely a good uh, example of all that 100% I agree 
Yeah, it's a is it it's it's like it's, like we've said, it's a fun movie. It's um, and if you don't like and if you, and you don't want to go into the typical Rodriguez or, or Tarantino movie, this is a good mixture that gives you a nice blend of things. Yeah, and 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 definitely you messes with your expectations. Yeah. about some Jackie Brown. Yeah. Um, Jackie Brown is actually one of my favorites of Oh really? Tarantino's. Yeah. He um I it's it's very high up there for me. What would he I, I I I can't say that it's my favorite. Um right. but it's it's up there. Uh and I feel like when you talk about like when you mention Jackie Brown um, or like when you mention Tarantino I feel like hardly anybody ever really thinks of Jackie Brown which right. is kind of disappointing because it is a pretty good it's, it's pretty good you know yeah <laughs> you know yeah it's very good it's 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 the interesting one because it's the only one that he's directed uh, that he wrote uh, that he adapted um, yeah he didn't write outright has uh, uh, up till that point had mentioned how big of a fan uh, he was of uh, Elmore yeah. Leonard uh, wrote the original novel which was uh, Rum Punch uh, yep yeah and, uh, and uh, yeah go ahead oh no I was gonna say I wish I'd, I wish I'd I'd um because I, I I hadn't known I hadn't known that before this week um so I kind of wish that I'd, I'd been able to find the book and read it much you know in advance <laughs> So I could right. sort of compare, but I'm I'm sadly I'm sad to say, but well, go no, back, I'm go, gonna have to definitely seek it out. go back and read it. Yeah, um, I I would highly recommend the work of Elmore Leonard, uh, especially his crime stuff. Uh, yeah. I've read uh, several of his books, especially um, the ones that got made into movies right around that time, um, which was uh, Rum Punch got made into uh, Jackie Brown, but there was also Get Shorty, and um, uh, there was a book called uh, Out of Sight, uh, which got made yeah. into. Uh, so there's there's a lot of um, Elmore Leonard became like really his, his book got a big bump up around that time and that's when I yeah. I, I became a fan of his stuff. Um, I, I mentioned on a another episode uh, that uh, I like um, books and movies uh, where the uh, the author or the director has a um, creates a universe with their characters and stuff. And that's what Quentin Tarantino does. He creates these, you know, the, the characters will you know, be in one movie and somebody related to them or whatever. They'll be mentioned in another movie. So like most of his movies are connected in some way, shape or form. And yeah. Elmore Leonard does very similar with uh, characters in his books. And so characters that were in an earlier book may show up again in another book or you know they may just be a side character or whatever and so it, it was an interesting um, fit for um, Tarantino and Elmore Leonard in this way which I thought worked uh, exceedingly well yeah um, Elmore it's Leonard uh, go ahead oh no I was going to say uh, uh, someone's got a really good cast too um, oh man I mean not not to say that any any Tarantino film doesn't <laughs> yes. usually, you know, he, he, he picks good cat, you know, he's, he's got good, uh, good actors every time really. But, uh, yeah. this one in particular, I think, 
Um, it's just got a, a, I mean, Michael Keaton's in there, Bridget Fonda's in there, and obviously Pam Greer, who <laughs> yes. was amazing. Um, you know, De Niro's in there, um, and everybody does a, a phenomenal job. Um, and all of them playing such vastly different kinds of people. Um, right. You know. Yeah, I, um, so it, it was interesting too because, uh, uh, Tarantino calls this a hangout movie where there's not a lot of action there's just a lot of people hanging out and talking a lot and uh, and he was really attracted to that and he said a hangout movie is one of those ones that you might not like it the first time but upon repeat viewings yeah, you, you start to like it more and more each time and, and every time you watch it you like it just a little bit more because you're just you're just hanging out with the characters you're just yeah. enjoying that time just listening to them talk and listening to them you know, do their thing yeah. and you know and that and that's true like every time I watch this movie like I liked it like, from the jump I, I loved it from the very first moment I saw it um, but it's it's gotten better and better every time I've watched it you know, it definitely yeah, uh... made me want to go back and look for more pa- more Pam Greer's work um, that influenced it and Sam Jackson is just awesome as always yep so phenomenal robert forster um i didn't i didn't know much about him before before uh this came out but he's great in this oh yeah he's uh it's so funny um just before jackie brown like just before rewatching jackie brown for this obviously yeah <laughs> uh we uh, day, uh my my partner and i we watched um uh alligator Oh, Which yeah, is, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, ha- and, I haven't uh, seen it yet, but I do want to watch it. Oh, it's fun. I know fun. it's on Shutter right now. <laughs> but I think, um, I, you know, just watching that, and, and it's, you know, it's your typical you know, sort of like uh, uh, late 70s, early 80s Jaws animal attack ripoff kind right. of, you know, horror movie. But uh, he just, he just, like, he doesn't, he he gives he, he gives a really good performance and like for a film like that you could easily see another actor in the role just like not bothering like just kind of phoning it right. in and I feel like that's the kind of actor he is like it doesn't matter the project he always gives like the best he can yeah yeah no, he's, he's he's really good in this it's a very understated role he's very mellow through it all it's uh yeah it's 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 just really good, and just, he 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 knows what he needs to do, and he does it well. Yep. And it's it, it's also kind of cool to sort of, like you said, to you know, there's there's a mellowness not just about his character, but you know, about a few you know, a, a, kind of throughout. It's kind of woven throughout the right. film, uh, that is mirrored by this kind of this growing tension right because she's she's stuck in the middle of of you know it's just there's no good option so she you know finally she takes she takes right her own fate into her own hands which is really cool um you don't i feel like you don't often see characters in in films where there's you know this situation kind of trapped between you know rock and a hard place uh just say okay all right well uh i'm gonna make my own third option and it's it's gonna go really well yeah <laughs> you know yeah 
No, and that and that's the fun thing too. And 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 I will say the the book, um, as far as I remember, because it's been years since I read the book. But um, the book, he he follows the book very well. It's it's um, he was afraid that you know, but he did make some differences in it uh, in the book. Uh, uh, Jackie Brown's name is Jackie Burke, and she's a white woman. Um, hmm. Changed those things to uh, accommodate for uh, Pam Greer being the lead, and. Uh, so he was actually afraid of uh, the reaction Elmore Leonard would have uh, to his changes. And Elmore Leonard said uh, at the time that it was his favorite adaptation of any oh, of his work. And he's had a lot of adaptations up to that point. So that was that was very high praise. And he appreciated he even liked the changes that had been made. So, That's great. And and yeah. you know it's it's actually really funny that 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 you bring that that you bring that up like the change the uh the race of of yes. the main character the title character right because uh, i feel like that's something that is very it's kind of like a touchy subject nowadays yeah. um yeah. so it's good to, it's good to hear that you know the the creator of 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 the story itself was like hey absolutely go for it you know yeah yeah 100 <laughs> yeah no i like that that you know he he appreciated it and enjoyed the, uh, the script. I can't, you know, I just, I don't think I can imagine anybody but Pam Greer playing right? this part, <laughs> like her, the role. Um, she's just so, so good, good at it. it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's such a, it's, it's so funny too, because if you go back and look at her work, uh, in the, uh, early to mid seventies, her exploitation work, um, she was you know, very strong, like very much the um, black female hero uh, mm-hmm. character um, in Coffee and Foxy Brown. And seeing her in this, this isn't the same thing. This isn't her, you know, gunning for anybody, getting revenge or anything else. This is just her seizing an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And again, it's 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 very the this movie is very pulled back. It's you know it's it's funny to watch this one after watching From Dust Till Dawn because From Dust Till Dawn is so wild and crazy in yeah. both segments, but especially in the latter segment. And this one, even when there's some action, it's still very understated. It's very pulled back, just very chill. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And the runtime. Go ahead. Oh no! Well, I was just gonna say, uh, you say understated, and and um, you can see it in the direction. Uh, and again, yeah. you don't really see a lot. Of, I mean, like what violence there is um, is is directed to an extent. Like you know, scenes happen in the dark, shootings happen in the dark, or they yeah, or you know, off screen. Uh, yeah. or, right, exactly. Um, when when poor. <laughs> when poor Bridget Fonda gets blown away, you know, you don't, you don't really like you. She's maybe taking up less than a third of the screen, and you just right. that's it. <laughs> so, well, part um, of that, what, and I and I and I read up on a little bit of that too, is that the reason why this one was not as, I guess, violent, um, was somewhat of a response to criticisms about Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction being super violent. And so oh, he wild. reined it back in a way to show, look, I can make stuff that's still violent, but doesn't have to show that violence. Yeah. And 
you know, and show and 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 he was praised for a lot. Like this movie, I don't think this movie did as well. Um, I know it didn't do as well as as Pulp Fiction did, and yeah. especially for being something his follow up to Pulp Fiction. A lot of people weren't expecting something like this, where it was more more subdued. It was more mature. Yeah. Um, I and, I have to imagine what fans he had garnered after Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction probably went into it expecting the same level of right. intensity uh, but it yeah I mean it, it's it's refreshing actually you know oh, like yeah. if you were to watch Reservoir Dogs and then Pulp Fiction like if you were going to I don't know marathon all of his movies from start to finish whatever um, it would kind of be kind of you know breath of fresh air to kind of okay. get something that's a little slowed down and, and a little bit you know the, the pacing of the film I think is just right. Right. Yeah, no, it's and that that's the thing too. It's like it's it's a great mix of characters. It's a good story, but the pacing and the the structure of it just it just flows. Everything flows right into the other one. It's like he says it's a hangout movie. You're just hanging out, listening to them talk, just going along for the ride and just enjoying the moments. And it's yeah. it's a two and a half hour long movie. So it's long, but it doesn't feel long because you're just sitting there enjoying it. And, right. you know, you're not having to like, you know, it's not super action-y or anything. There's nothing crazy going on in it. It's just, just cool. You know, and yeah. that's what's fun about it for me is, like you said, you know, coming off of Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, these you know, very extremely violent you know, movies that yeah. have a lot going on on them. There is a... This is just cool and just calm and, and yeah, and, and a nice refresher. And then, yeah. especially because the next movie he makes is Kill Bill, so oh. <laughs> which is you know he goes back to that 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 create and even more hyper like real uh, hyper realism in a way in those yeah. two movies. So well, it's 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 nice to to see, um, and I feel like we don't really get this a lot nowadays um obviously film is, is they've you know writers have just evolve and and it's a whole new right. set of today versus you know back in in the mid 90s um but it's nice to kind of get a, a film that's kind of nice and slow and takes it takes its time whilst also the story there's enough of i wouldn't even necessarily call it tension like you want to know what happens next right you, you yeah. want to see her succeed with what she's trying to pull off, um, exactly. to to keep you intrigued the whole way through. Yeah, and you and and that's the funny thing too is you want her to win, you mm-hmm. want her to get away with this money because she's she's trying to steal money from you know Sam Jackson's character and out from underneath the nose of the cops, and yep. so you know she's just trying to get you know what's good for her in this instance and get out from underneath all of that yeah. and. And you want her to get away with it. You want her to win because she is a likable character and she hasn't really done anything wrong. You know, in I mean, sure legally she has, but you know, morally, you know, she's just a courier, you know, so mm-hmm. it's just you know, so you're just like, Yeah, I want her to get away with it. I want her to win. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it, it's cause she's I mean, at the point where we're introduced to her, you can kind of tell like She's she's had it rough. She's doing what she yeah. can to survive, and she's made like she's kind of done really well, all things considered, like for where she is. But like, 
she deserves more. She deserves better. And then these, these, you know, these men put her in this really yep. obnoxious situation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's, it's, you do, you wind up really rooting for her. Oh, and yeah. it's, uh, it's, eh, that's what, it's the heart of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny too, because I mean, everybody seems to be playing very under, um, like I said, you know, mm-hmm. everybody except for Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson's always playing it up at a at a good level, um, <laughs> which is which is great. You know, I'm 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 a big fan of his, and so uh, uh, he's always he whatever he does is generally cool with me. Um, yeah. But uh, but everybody else, I mean, you even got Robert De Niro who's playing real real under. Oh uh, yeah, stated in this one, he's he's mumbling through most of it and uh which i did read was uh was well, did become an issue between him and quentin tarantino because he felt like his character wasn't doing much and you know but oh my gosh the character that's so didn't funny need to do much. yeah so so i do I, I i i like him in this role because it's very it's very different from a lot of the roles he, he normally does it's a, it's like a nice supporting yeah. role it's very quiet very you know just there and so it's a, it's it's funny it's a it's a nice change from what i'm used to robert de niro roles yeah and there are uh when you say funny i i it just occurs to me that there are some pretty good uh comedic moments um some of them are just visual gags you know i right. say visual gags like just characters entering or 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 leaving, <laughs> you right. know, in in sort of comical ways. Um, so it's there's there's a little bit of humor in here. I think that that keeps it from getting too heavy. Uh, oh yeah. Which is again, it's it's, it's just mellow. It's that mellowness, you know, not not yeah. too not too intense. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I really appreciate about the movie. Uh, like we said, it's just that that mellowness, just that calmness through most of it you're you're enjoying the enjoying the movie and it's it's tense at times you know there's there's definitely tension going on there's suspense about what's going to happen and everything but you know my uh uh but it's a uh, i'm sorry my my grandson <laughs> out, out in the living room. um so but yeah it's a it's just a fun chill hangout movie yeah um, do you have any other notes you wanted to mention? Um, I mean, again, I, I think this one should be seen at least once. You know, everybody should yes. see this one at least once um, to, you know, to appreciate, uh, you know, Pam Greer and her awesome acting ability. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, she's another one who has a lot of range and has done uh, a lot of different um, genres of, of, you know, she's kind of crossed all the different genres, and uh, right. she's just fantastic. Um, oh, agreed. And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and obviously, again, to sort of, to sort of, you know, if 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 you want, if you, I feel like if you want to say, oh, I'm I'm, I've I've watched all of Tarantino's films. I'm a huge Tarantino fan. Then you have to you have to watch Jackie Brown at least once. Oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, I think anybody who calls himself a Tarantino fan definitely has to watch all of mm-hmm. his movies, um, just so that you get the wide range of his talent. Um, exactly. You know, he gets dismissed a lot as just this 
this hacky guy who just references all kinds of other movies and everything else. And while that's true in part, you can see the you can see him maturing as a filmmaker. And this is a this yeah. is, I believe, a necessary stop along the way. Yeah. That shows that he is a very talented uh, filmmaker and writer. Yeah. And it's, you know, for the amount that he does kind of reference, especially early on, even those are good because they kind of lead you to seek out, oh, okay, well, what was he actually pulling inspiration from? Oh, okay, here's, you know, here's Foxy Brown, here's Coffee. All right, I'm going to watch these now. And he's jumping off point. So. Well, and I think that's the funny thing about it too, because everybody everybody complains about how referential he is, um, but the like almost all filmmakers are these days. They're all referencing yeah. some kind of shot or scene or something that they want to make their own. They want to do a, a variation on on something that they enjoyed in a movie, and they all exactly. do it. Um, Tarantino just doesn't hide it. And mm-hmm. he's like, this is what influences me. This is what I like this scene in this movie. And that I'm putting a version of that scene in my movie. And, yeah. and so, and that's, and that's, what's great. And like you said, because of that, because he's not, he doesn't try to hide it and he's very much open about it. Then you can go and go, okay, well, these are the movies that influenced him. I want to go see these movies now. And much like he did with the movies that he, he's in, influenced by you can now go watch these and enjoy that and yeah and and see just how much that influenced or not or whatever and and see and and and, and a lot of times that will then go in and show you oh well you know what a bunch of directors are actually being influenced by these movies that yeah. i just didn't realize before and Hmm, maybe Tarantino's not such a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, one way or another, you're gonna wind up falling down the, uh, the film rabbit hole, uh, exactly. and, and your your first trip down might as well be Tarantino because uh, so so many of his projects are just so memorable and fun. Oh yeah, know? they're just fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a that's definitely why I want to do this uh, podcast series. Is I've always been a fan of his um, from the very beginning. Uh, I, I, I wanted to get a chance to talk to other people who were fans of his work and see what everybody else uh, thought. And Absolutely. I mean, a good, uh, you know. Good fun time. Yeah. It was, I mean, having, having grown up at, at kind of the height of his, I say the height of his fan, he's still, he's still high up there, obviously. But, yeah. like, as he was coming into the spotlight, um, was really cool. You know, like just to be like a teenager and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go see this." You know, it's it's the guy who did Pulp Fiction. It's you know, let's, let's go see this one, All right? Or this one's on cable. It uh, it it was definitely a big part of of my my youth. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. I'm, I'm I don't like to think I'm I'm that old, but I'm old enough to feel nostalgic about it. So <laughs> uh, it's even worse for me because his first movie came out in 1992 when I turned 18. So I've been oh, an nice. adult. I've been an adult the entire time he's been making movies. So <laughs> I don't have childhood memories of Tarantino. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's good. Well, that's actually interesting too. That that makes this year 30th anniversary of Reservoir Dogs. Even, oh gosh, does it really? That. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, I feel old. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see. That's a, I'm. I'm now going to retroactively say that this is the reason why I'm doing this series of uh, podcast episodes is for the 30th anniversary. <laughs> it's great, so, though, man. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I really do appreciate you letting, you know, letting me come on here and, and, oh, and uh, chat with you about such fun films. Um, it, I really enjoyed it. And, yeah, uh, I had a great time. And, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and, definitely uh, try to get you on again for something else that you might be interested in talking about. And, uh, sure. Uh, when, whenever, wherever, it's all good. And, and at the very least, it gives me an excuse um, to... Uh, to rewatch some some really good movies, you know. Oh, of course, yeah, definitely. Um, did you want to um, uh, say where people can find you? Possibly, if you're interested in people finding you online somewhere. Oh yeah, well, I mean, uh, I don't, um, <laughs> I don't, you know, I I, I don't do much uh, in the way of entertainment or anything like that. Um, you know, if I guess if if you're interested in in um, motion graphics uh i'm i I exist on twitter um i exist on linkedin um on uh, twitter i am um so a dinosaur because that's my hobby uh when i'm not animating uh and or or doing digital uh design work um i'm i'm crafting with my hands so that i can you know produce produce art that's tangible um and and cuddly (laughs) i've seen a couple of your uh, i've seen a couple of your dinosaur pieces Really oh good. yeah, yeah. That's uh. I mean, you you uh. You mentioned your your favorite uh, uh horror movie there. Uh, the the Dawn of the Deads. So mine is the Jurassic Park. So uh, a yeah, lot of my stuffed you, animals are dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, great. Um, it was great having you on, and uh, hopefully have you on again uh, sometime soon. And, uh, Absolutely. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks again to Lindsay Haddon for joining me. Next episode, I talk to Sarah Stubbs about the Kill Bill movies. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or at creepyandgeeky.com. You can follow the podcast on social media at creepyandgeeky on both Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm GeekThulu on Twitter and Geek.Thulu on Instagram. You can support the podcast by ordering teas and more from our Tea Public page. All of the links are in the show notes. Finally, don't forget, stay creepy.